It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. the wilds here it's just the uh i'm coming from oak haven on the gulf coast uh with me from the actual wilds the wilds <laughs> of minnesota where it's been snowing for two and a half days yeah. Kristen peterson how you doing Kristen? i'm great how are you doing jeff i i'm i'm delightful we're gonna get into we got things we're gonna talk themes we're yeah. gonna talk we're gonna get a constipation update in a moment oh, yeah. because uh last time we got together and recorded we did a constipation episode yeah. um since then Kristen, <laughs> i i did uh with uh with sam and rebecca we did a episode about poop jokes that you might want to want to listen into um i have a good uh, poop joke what's brown and sticky uh poop a stick, Jeff. <laughs> Brown and sticky. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, so, I, before we get into that, I got to get your get your take on something. Something I've been thinking about doing. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I. I there's this 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 challenge. It's it's called the twelve hour walk. And this dude who walked across uh, Antarctica wrote a book about this. And the challenge is you you walk out of your house for twelve hours. And you have you have no your phone. You can have your phone on, but it's in airplane mode. So you have no Wi-Fi. You have no playlist. You have no audio books. You have no podcasts. Just okay. you and your thoughts out for a twelve-hour walk. You may oh. only walk. You may walk a mile and just sit down and think about things. Uh, you may put in thirty miles in that twelve hours, but it's just you alone inside your head, probably walking for a twelve-hour stretch of time. Um, um, would you try this? Yes. Really? Really? Unhesitatingly. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a go. So um, do you have to make sure that you're like turn around halfway so you can make it back home? Well, I mean, you'd probably want to make it home, but I mean, you could walk, you could, you could do your 12 mile walk and then call an Uber to pick you up after you're Not done. 12 mile. I bet you can go more than 12 miles. Yeah. Yeah. If you do your 12 hours, you could probably, probably I mean, average person walks three to four miles an hour, I think. But uh, um, Hmm. I'm going to give it a try coming up uh, probably in December, probably January. Um, (gasps) So you're you're, you're cool with being inside your own head for 12 hours. Oh, yeah. 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 But okay, actually, I didn't know as you were talking through it. I was like, oh, who would want to do this with me? That's immediately what I thought. Like, would somebody? Yep. Would, no, you can't bring you your dog. Alone. Nobody can go with you. Yeah, it's got to be alone. 
Ooh, I love that. Somebody else could do it. Somebody else could do it on the same day, but you're going your own different routes. Yeah. And and then you could check in afterwards, but it's you alone with yourself with no media, no technology for, for 12 hours. You can like have your phone on, you can track your course and everything. You can have it with you. Cause I mean, if you need, to, and if there's an emergency, yeah. you want to have your device with you, but otherwise airplane mode and, and no, no wifi, no podcasts or anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, are you going to give us an update after you do it? Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to check with with everybody I record with to get get their take on it because I think I think it'd be fun. And hey, listeners, just to tease a little bit, we're not getting to get into it yet, but in uh, 2023, we uh we are going to come up with uh with uh, a little bit of a challenge of uh of the host of the show co- show coming up with uh, different things that they want to accomplish, achieve new habits they want to build, old habits they want to break in the new year, and then we're going to do regular updates on how that's going with mm-hmm. any Buddy, and we're going to also set things up so that listeners can uh, can play along with us. It's kind of a, a New Year's resolution support group kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, so look forward to that. Uh, but let's get into this, Kristen. Mm-hmm. What's the constipation update? Oh, please don't share any photos. Oh, I'm not. Okay. Um, the update is there's still constipation issues with, with my child, not me. Mm-hmm. my child um and when i talk about this i refer to it as Kristen's constipation problems though oh you do yeah thanks <laughs> okay well it's not me it's not me uh-huh. um sure. it's my child it's a friend so <laughs> yeah um so we had some issues where he missed a little school a few weeks ago because mm-hmm. he was so constipated and then the size of the logs are so giant they're like the size of a baby's leg mm-hmm. and how i have to like cut them up to get them out of the toilet and so that they don't plug the whatever the hole of the toilet um so uh, we haven't had any like big baby legs in the toilet recently however there is some issues around like incontinence now so we're having lots of accidents were he's having some accidents because he says he can't feel it now so now we're dealing with that oh that that's got to be frustrating for everybody involved and for him too like yeah absolutely that's gonna be anxiety like when you're at school like oh my gosh yeah i not know if you're going or not because you yeah held it in for so long and like kind of like strained all those muscles and damaged the nerves maybe a little bit and they have to like rebound i guess they can rebound they can like fix themselves over time if as long as you have like bowel bowel whatever poop inside you that's not too hard yeah and big so well, it's like well, to well, listeners, and well, like listeners. There you go. That's there's the our, update. There's our constipation update. Um, listeners, if you got any questions, comments, if you got if you got something you're going to try for the New Year's, if you have your own constipation update, yeah. give us a call on the voicemail line. That's two two eight three six three six seven three seven. And it, look, if you don't want us to talk about constipation anymore, call us up and uh, suggest some other topics. Uh, What's because that? Uh, what? What's the What's phone number, number again? again? I I, two, I like want to two two eight three six three 
Love so to hear from your friend, okay. Miss Debbie, sometime, too. Um, no, so, I, I forgot all about that. So, well, I, I you're, a, you're, a busy, you're a busy mom and working woman. So we're talking yeah. themes. Uh, some stuff's yeah. come up on your social media and, and out in uh, Christian world about themes. And we we're going to talk some some about themes. So what's okay. the, what, what take right, on the take are we taking? Yeah, here's the question. Why is it not a good thing to have weekly themes? It's super helpful to teachers to have a plan that involves themes. It helps keep a reasonable rotation of games, books, specific types of materials, art projects, costumes available in dramatic play, toys, etc. Our themes are loose, and it also makes it more fun and inspiring for us as teachers to put together the materials when there is a thread of thought to follow. That is always the first thing I ask when a teacher asks me to sub for them so I can think of songs I could bring to the class or extra resources or materials I might have of my own that I could bring in, supplement, or even substitute. So I'm just curious why you said themes are limiting to the children. So obviously I must have said themes are limiting at some point. Obviously (laughs) you must have. (laughs) Um, So she was wondering why I said that. Um, so I wanted to chat that through with you because I don't know. I don't know if I'm an expert on themes and theme use and not use, but in my own experience working with young children, themes just develop naturally from the children. And if you observe and listen and have conversations with children, you can kind of figure out what those are and add things into the environment around those child-directed themes. And I also don't think you have to have a theme at all, ever, if you don't want to, because they just come naturally. So, I don't want to be a dick, but... (laughs) um, What you read there, I think, holds a part of the answer for me, because... um, the I know exactly what you're going to say. And I don't want to... I don't want to... I, I don't know. I probably don't know this person, and I'm you sure don't. they're a lovely person. Um, but but my take is that whole question was was very teacher and me centered. Um, the, yes. the teachers. There's a lot of talk in that question. If if you if you listen back to it about about I I I lots of eyes yeah. in there, yeah. and about teacher teacher teachers. Exactly. And so yes, themes do make things easier for the teachers, and it is easier for the teacher to be prepared, and it is easier for the teacher to put materials out, and it is easier for teacher to get their mind around yeah. uh, what's going on it is easier for teacher to to um to feel comfortable yeah. uh and and look if that's where you're at be there look kids that grow up in a program where it's teacher planned themes all day long every day for their whole preschool career are probably not going to grow up and be axe murderers to any greater extent than anybody else grows up to be an axe murderer and there are things that some of us feel are more developmentally appropriate and more learning rich for children which is the themes they come up with in the moment in their self-directed play Yes. That wasn't too dicky, mm-hmm. was it? No, it wasn't. It was not at all because this the that was the very first thought I had when I read that question. Like this this is all centered around 
the adult mm -hmm. and the adults and making things easier for them. But in all actuality, I found that by like not having set themes and allowing the children to fully play and create their own themes, that was so much freaking easier than the amount of time and effort that's put into collecting all of the ideas and the supplies and the making the theme boxes that like it's so much easier just like let them play than to spend all of that time outside of the classroom collecting all that stuff yeah um <clears throat> you put a lot of time effort and energy into into everything you just listed there and and, and so i i've met i've met many a early learning professional who is physically and mentally exhausted yeah. all of the time and yeah. then they're doing all of that busy work yeah and and so one of the reasons i am kind of on the the anti-teacher directed teacher plan teacher organized theme bus is is that it creates all kinds of that busy work that they could and and, and takes up time and energy and resources that they could devote it to their to their own lives i yeah. mean the caregivers they, they go in and it's it's restaurant themed so i've got to go in on the weekend and redo the dramatic play area well you know why not just put some cardboard and tape in the dramatic play area and let the kids sort that out and you go enjoy your weekend exactly I couldn't agree more. Um, I do want to tell you that I used to be a theme lover. Sure. I mean, most, I don't know. I, I think it's, it come, it's just this, why, why? Like, why are themes, why do uh, people hold on to them? Like, and do not want to let them go. What well, is it? You know? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, we, we, we like to feel comfortable and if themes are what you're comfortable with it's it's very hard to to let go of that we also like i mean we're like we're, we're like kids we like some power and control in our lives and yeah. if you've got control over what the dramatic play area looks like and what the bulletin board is is like and what we're going to be doing at 10 15 on wednesday morning then you've got control and if you don't feel a lot of control in other parts of your life having control over your theme and your plan for the day is it, it it's it's very soothing for for people it there is a <clears throat> Look there to to open it up and to let kids have that control and to go with the flow of what what they're picking for the day is is kind of scary for us adults because there's that that feeling of unknown there yeah. and and internally we we most of us have a, a and this adverse reaction to feeling unsure about how things are going to mm -hmm. unfold. And so it takes a great deal of inner inner strength a lot of the time to just take a breath 
and know that Becky and Kyle and Tiffany and Brutus and uh, and Alexandria are all going to figure out what they want to do and that that for them in that moment is going to be the right thing for them to be doing. It takes a, a, a lot of inner strength to release to, to, to release them out into the world and give them that control and to to bite your lip, to bite your tongue and keep from interfering in it. Okay, so as we're, yes, and as we're chatting, um, I thought of a few different things that just came up yesterday. So you had emailed me and asked, is there anything you want to work on in the new year for um, goals or um, habits or anything like that? And I said, yes, I need organization. Like I need systems and organization. And um, so- that's one, like I need, basically I need control over my own life is what it comes down to. So sure. um, that control, the two were just like, like clicking in my brain, the control over having the theme for the children and the control I need over my own life as an adult. So then um, Marissa, who is my um, right-hand gal here helping me out, she and I were doing some planning for the new year and um we were like planning some things out. She's like, okay, so should we just have a theme for the month? And I was like, yes, let's have a theme, but we're not, we can't tell anybody we have a theme because I, we can't let people know that we're actually like using themes for our planning because I'm against themes. (laughs) Um, So I do, I get it. I get that themes help you feel in control and feel like there's some semblance and organization to things. So if we, if we want to like get rid of the themes and say no more themes, what can we have control over in your opinion in the classroom to help us like bridge that gap for like letting go of the control of the themes? What are some other things that we can settle into that we can have control over then if that's what we need? Well, well, I mean, there's no problem with you having a theme for your month if you're the one that's picking it. The problem with with quote unquote themes in early learning settings is that they are often frequently, almost always not picked by the person they're being imposed on a, a, a theme a theme of play that the kids come up with. I'm Batman and you're Joker and I'm going to catch you and bring you to Arkham uh, is, is a theme, but the kids picked it. Yes. Um, so the, the, the real problem is somebody else trying to, trying to pick and impose their theme on, on other humans who may not have two fucks to rub together about that yeah. theme. They, they don't care. And so if you and your, your, your staff and your right-hand woman are deciding, here's what we're going to focus on this month, there's nothing wrong with that because you're picking it. If I yeah. came up with, with 12 month- monthly themes for you and your business, that would be, that would be a totally <laughs> different thing. Yeah. It might be delightful. I mean, <laughs> should we try it? <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, so, so I mean, that I, I think that's the thing. And, and so, how do we? How do I? And I just, I, 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 I walked, I stomped all over your question. You, you were wondering how, how, how we get, how, how we 
give up control? Was that what to, you were? Yeah, yeah. How how we can give, kind of like drop the rope a little, let go of a little bit of control, but still be able to feel like if that's something that's necessary for our own personal self, how can we feel in control in other ways? What does that look like? Does that look like a lot of self-reflection of why you need that control? Does that look like- Oh, that um, sounds horrible. I mean, that sounds like a horrible <laughs> thing to do, doesn't it? Right? I know. I, don't wanna, I mean, that's the scariest thing about doing that 12 hour walk we talked about is, is, is you might reflect and, and that could be yeah. terrifying. Um, well, yeah, probably a little bit of that because mm -hmm. look with, with all the burnout stuff that I do, um, my experience is that a lot of caregivers feel out of control in aspects of their life away from their classroom. And, and so they hold on extra tight to the control they have in their classroom. Yeah. And, and so the more we deal with our own baggage, the, the easier it is to give up control over, over the, the things and people that we might be controlling of. Um, if, if, if you're feeling out of control in your personal relationships and your home life and, and, and how you're spent, how, how you're, you're away from work time gets spent and allocated, you're, you're going to naturally grasp for that control in, in, in the classroom. And so if mm -hmm. you can bring more order and control and, and, and um, personal dominance over what's going on away from your life, it, uh, away from your work, it's a little bit easier to, to let go in the classroom. Yes. And I'm also seeing a correlation here to, you know how like when you have uh, kiddos in the classroom and like, you know, one has a thing and the other one wants it and they don't want to give it up. And then, it, you know, in like a, well, maybe that's a bad example. Um, okay. So like, I know a lot of adults in classrooms have a hard time with children, like telling other children what to do or saying, no, you can't play with us or like that power type of play. And it's sure. really hard for adults to watch that happen, but we're doing the exact same thing to children when- sure. Stop being bossy or you have to go to timeout. Yeah. Or it's like, we're, we're organizing your whole life for you, or mm -hmm. you have to learn about this right now, because I said, you have to learn about this. Like we're using our own need for control in that way. So really we're no better than the three-year-olds we're working with. No. Yeah. We're not. So like <laughs> Which is... <laughs> which is which is hard, right? Um, and and I mean, and why not? If we were if 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 we were brought up in the same kind of system, and I mean that's pretty much the same system that that elementary school and high school and and everything else is built on. Is I'm going to tell you what I'm going to dump into your head, and yeah. I'm going to tell you when we're going to do it, what the schedule for doing it is going to be. It's it's really hard to see beyond that, and and so another reason I think people have a hard time breaking up with with teacher directed themes is that it's all they know and yes. 
and we as we as humans are scared of the unknown doing doing walking into a environment we've never walked into before is scary for for a lot of us and mm-hmm. so we'd rather grasp on to what we're comfortable with than than venture out and try something something new and so if you're if you're looking at making changes it, it's got to be the tiniest baby steppiest of changes um you can you can manage because otherwise it's going to become um, probably overwhelming. Yeah. However, I didn't do any tiny baby stepping. I just like quit and opened a whole new place and just started from scratch and kind of like ditched all the themes. So you could do that too. You could, you could do that, <laughs> but, but most of us aren't <laughs> able to. Um, no. So, so as an example, last night I, I did a, did did a did a couple tradings. I did I did one on early literacy and one on setting up tinkering spaces. And mm-hmm. there were people in those sessions who who seemed really interesting, interested and intrigued by the ideas, and had specific questions that we didn't have time to get into um, during the session as far as implementation goes. Yeah. Um, like how do I make this work in my setting? And my whole thing is, well, I don't know anything about your setting, so I can't give you good answers. And if you email me tomorrow, I'd be happy to walk through it. You can send me pictures of your program. We could get on Zoom and we can talk about it, whatever. And and I'd be happy to help you figure out some baby steps because implementation is hard. Yes. And, and the cold, hard truth is that I'm not going to get any emails from any of them today. Yeah. Because just just the just the effort to to click on a link that they already have and send an email um, is is too uncomfortable and scary and takes them so far out of their comfort zone that's going to be hard to do. It, it's it's yeah. a lot e- it, it's a lot easier to talk about changing things up than it is to actually take a tiny step or or a giant leap and start changing things up. Uh, we're so yeah. comfortable in our in our thing, which is why which is why we're going to try the uh, the New Year's resolution support group or whatever we end up calling it for the new year because we want to we want to help people implement actual real real change and 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 that might be a way to a way to do it. Um, yeah. So I mean, okay. go ahead. Okay, so like, can we give people a few baby steps? Like, if you heard anything that resonated with you and you're ready to do a little bit of self-reflection and you are a theme user and you maybe now are like, Oh, that's, it's all me. Like I need to do some digging here. Um, what are some baby steps that they can do at, well, after they, well, first, how do you go about doing digging? Do you need to go see like a therapist? Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe (laughs) like, how do you, because you got to do some digging of your own personal inner self. So like I do that through journaling. Um, I do that through meditation. Um, how do you do that, Jeff? How do I do that? I yeah. <clears throat> look, I Walk on am, the beach. I am so fucking comfortable in my own head. It, it is, it is scary. It hasn't always been that way, but for the last, 10-ish years i've i've just vibing I'm just i'm just vibing i'm 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 totally chill 
with with me, the version of me, um, with all of its all of its many, 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 many shortcomings. Um, I I'm who I am, and I'm probably not going to change uh, very much until I die. This is just who I am, and yeah. and so I'm cool with that. Um, I I think one of the one of the ways that yeah, people could do that, and and I know this because I've I've had people. Uh, tell me that it has has changed them. Uh, Tamar Jacobson's books. Uh, everyone, yes. everybody needs attention, and uh, don't get so upset. Get so upset. Are, are 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 good starting points because yes. uh, Tamar in those books kind of kind of helps people unpack uh, unpack that baggage. But I mean, doing kind of a a self inventory about about who am I, what do I need, and and why do I feel that I need to be the boss of the dramatic play area set up and the bulletin boards and and what we're doing at Wednesday on Wednesday at uh, ten fifteen? Why do I why do I need so much of control? Um, yeah. And and then just that that little bit of self reflection is a good starting point. Exactly. In, in in the classroom, just just allowing. Maybe maybe Friday afternoons, the last hour of the day on Friday afternoons, I'm just going to step back and let them do whatever they want to do mm, as long yeah. as everybody stays exactly. healthy and safe. If an hour, if an hour of the, the last hour of the week sounds overwhelming to you, make it 30 minutes. Yeah. If 30 minutes sounds overwhelming to you, try 15. The last 15 minutes of the day, it's going to be it's going to be whatever whatever they want to do, however they want to do it, as long as everybody's staying healthy and safe. Do you think that this could almost correlate to like vacation brain where um you like the feeling that you have when you're on vacation where you don't have like all of the stressors of everyday life and you just get to like vibe on vacation is that the kind of vacation mindset that we should take during that last 15 minutes or that last half hour hour of the day like just pretend you're on vacation and see what happens is that kind of the same mindset well, yeah, I mean, without maybe without maybe without the margaritas, um, but yeah, that that vacation that vacation mindset. I I write wrote about it in my my caregiver self caregiver self care books. But it's that whole it's that whole feeling of um, when we're on vacation, we we're able to let go a little bit more and and relax. Uh, some of us, some people go on vacation and they need to they they need to be the boss of the schedule and they need to have their whole vacation planned yeah. out minute by minute. And 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 look, if if that's the way if the way you relax is to over schedule and over manage all the people you're spending your time with. <laughs> um, that's sad. I mean, look, that's no. Well, I mean, maybe that's a way of being in the world. Yeah, maybe. But but there's a lot of people that like to let go and and be a little bit more chill when they're when they're on vacation. Yeah. And and that's kind of a, a good a good point with the kids. I mean, look, unless there's blood, unless you see a bone sticking out and blood spurting <laughs> to the ceiling, most things are pretty manageable. And even yeah. the even the bone sticking out, blood spurting to the ceiling scenario it is manageable. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so we, we can step back a little bit and we can loosen our grip on, on the, the kids a little bit. And, and we can maybe realize that maybe this theme that I've been doing every February for the last 15 years, and I've got my box put together, and I've got my plans. Maybe we can, we can loosen our grip with those kind of things because while it might meet your needs, 
um, if we reflect on it, it might not be meeting the needs of all of the kids in the program. Exactly. Uh, there are some because there are some, and, and you know this. If if you're doing, uh, if you're you're doing, it's it's February, so you've got to do a snow activity, and and three percent of the kids don't care about snow at all, and they're actively rebelling, and mm-hmm. some are just going along for the ride. And there's a hand that seemed to be really into it. If you reflect on it, even those kids that seem to be really into it might only be really into it because they see that that makes you happy and they would rather be doing something else as well. And then there might be that one kid who's really into your, your snow activity that involves absolutely snow, no snow at all. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I I just recorded the other day, uh, Kristen with, uh, with Carol and we, we did a whole episode about felt apple pies because there seems to be a lot of learning, a lot of theme-based felt apple pie stuff going on out in the world. So, uh, so, uh, there's that. Oh, interesting. Which is, which is very different than, than real, than real apple pie. Yeah. Yeah. So look, look, themes, if you want to do themes, if if you sleep better at night and the only way you can, you can make it through life without strangling your dog and your own children is to be in control of the themes in your classroom, then, I mean, keep that control, I guess, because we, I mean, we care about your dog and your kids, but if you can break up with that little, that a little bit and step back from needing all of that control and let the, the kids as individuals be the pickers of their play themes of their of their play scenarios um you might be doing them a favor yes you might be so now what about the directors or principals or administrators who are listening to this who expect lesson plans um with like a theme as the foundation for those lesson plans what i mean really what it comes down to is control there again. Why do you need the control over the staff and what they're doing? And how can we help them break up with that expectation? What's some baby steps for them? Well, I don't know. I've never been a a principal. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. You look, there are ways to, to bullshit listen plans to, to make them, yeah, I've done it. you you can, you can, I'm you can, you can make that stuff if you need to. I mean, you just, yeah. you just figure out a way to tick the boxes that the, the boss seems to need ticked and, and you, you go from there, I, I guess. Right. But like, can we help directors Okay. Okay. So like they need to do some unpacking then of like why their expectation is a theme of the week from their teachers. And is there a better way to support them in their planning? I mean, is there, so in my program, what we used to do, or they still do is plan for the environment really. And it was just like, okay, we're going to put this out, this out, this out. And then see where the interest lies. And then we would change things up. If like nobody went to the sensory table with the kidney beans in it, we would add something the next day and just switch it up a little bit. Um, And then like, it was just, it was super loose. And there wasn't like an expectation of like, you have to correlate 
take, what are they going to learn at the sensory table? Here's the standards that they're going to meet at the sensory table. Um, I know that there's a lot of programs out there that that's the expectation for the teachers that they have to like link all of the learning to standards or early childhood benchmarks and things like that. Um, what can we offer to those programs that have to do something like that? Well, I mean, you can't predict that you can't predict what kids are going to be learning ahead of time, no matter how, I mean, you can, you can bullshit it on paper, but, yeah. but if you, if you want to link your stuff to whatever standards you're trying to link stuff to, you need to, you need to be a, 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 a practiced observer in your classroom. Yes. So, so that, you know, when they <laughs> are, are, are making little balls and little snakes with the Play-Doh that, that those are pre-reading and pre-writing activities. Yes. And that when they're, when they're bickering with Cassie over who gets to be mom in the dramatic play area, they are working on, on self-regulation and social skills. And I mean, yes. you can, if you start looking for it, you can see all yes. the learning going on when you, when you break up from those themes. Well, and then, and, the interesting thing is, is that you're not busy getting all of the things ready and setting all of the things out and dictating exactly how to do things. So if you can drop the themes and just settle into observation of the children, it's so, so rich. It's so magical. It's like, that was my favorite thing, being in a program and being a teacher in the classroom is watching the children in play and observing and like investigating all of the things that they're doing and pulling out all of the learning that I see. Like I loved doing that, but you can't do that when you're trying to be in control of everything. So it just kind of falls into place naturally to be that observer when you can drop the rope and let the children take control of their own time and space. Yeah. So what's going on is that when you can sit back and, and take a look at things, what you start noticing is the themes that the kids are coming yeah. up with. You mm -hmm. notice the themes that they're inventing, the themes that they're invested in, the themes that they're interested in, the themes that have meaning to them. And yeah. so, look, if you're, you're, you're wedded to the idea of themes, stepping back and observing real child-directed play is, is full of themes they're yeah. just not coming from from you. They're coming from the people that are playing. The the play is in the child, not the toy. Yeah. And when we step back and and watch what's going on with them, we can we can see it happening. And that that is, like you say, an amazing an amazing thing. It is. So let's yeah. pull the plug on this one. Yeah. Any final thoughts? No, just. People, um, people who want to find more Kristen in their lives, oh, yeah. go where? Uh, KristenRBPeterson.com. That's where I'm at. There we go. Hey, listeners, call us at 228-363-6737 if you want to leave a voicemail. And and really, look, listeners, um, we're, we're, we're pushing towards a thousand episodes of this show. I, I, I did it, it, it. That's like between 350 and 400 hours of yeah. podcast out there. Um, you you got to start contributing. If we're going to keep coming up uh, with, uh, with topics, we, we need some feedback. We need, we need some, we need thoughts. your help. 
um, you need you need relationship advice. Um, <laughs> you, you, you oh problems training your dog, dealing with constipation, uh, whatever it is. Uh, leave us a message. We'll edit you into the show, and we'll talk about what you're interested in talking about, or interested in hearing us talk about, or what you're thinking about, or what you're complaining about. I'd love leave yeah. leave complaints. I'd love to play those and and Ooh, and break yeah. them down. Um, if you're if you're wedded to to themes and you think that's the best option and you want to come on the show and talk about it leave me a voicemail we'll have you on uh this has been the child care bar and grill podcast back soon tip your weight staff bye-bye bye-bye This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.